on last week's Irrevelations. We're going to do whatever the f*** you asked. I swear this time, even though every other time this went horribly wrong, this time it's going to be good. That's what Josiah does. He's like, hey, whose tombs are those? Like, oh, those are those bears. He's like, dig them up. We're going to burn those motherfuckers. You got to do that alpha move. You, you, you don't let them keep their name. Because that's where their power is from. So they capture him in the fields of Jericho. They bring him to the king of Babylon. Uh, then they kill his sons in front of him, make him watch, and then they put on his eyes. So it's the last thing you see. It's going to be burned into your mind for eternity. Before we turn to the world... can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I do want to kind of make mention, we don't normally get serious or um, talk in that fashion, but uh, as many know, and I don't think it's as big of a deal with a lot of people, but uh, there is currently a tragedy facing the nation that we've befallen. Okay, and, uh, punchline, please. You, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there's uh, shortages of Fresca <laughs> in the nation. I can't buy it anywhere. Yeah? Yeah. Is it because I don't know of the boys? I, I think it's partly because of the boys, which is very weird marketing by Fresca. But for those who don't know me, I drink Fresca constantly. Like an octogenarian. I, like an octogenarian. My grandma gave me a fresco once. I was like, this is delicious. And I've been hooked ever since. You're an old soul. And, what can I say? And I looked it up. Apparently, because of COVID-19, there is aluminum can shortages because of all the fucking you-know-who's drinking beer. Oh. And those of us who are reliant on a fresco supply are left out in the fucking cold. Am I the you-know-who's? I don't know what... Yeah, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am going to drink more beer just to fuck with your fresca supply. You better fucking not, because I went to I went to uh, I went to Publix like I do. The only real place that's known for supplying regular amounts of fresca. They just Gross. came out with a new peach flavor, which is delish. I'm gonna kill myself. I don't care if fresca gives me money. I fucking love fresca, and I can't get my hands on the shit. All right, good. So we're doing I, we're I just, doing other boys now. <laughs> I just drank the last can for my supply while cleaning out my garage, and I just I sat in the heat. In my garage and cried for twenty minutes. That's awesome. I'm gonna I'm drink actually so a much ne- beer. Negative, liquid wise, from how much I cried over the fresca. Sierra's gonna come into the living room. I'm gonna be completely surrounded by I don't know fifty, sixty beer cans, dead soldiers as we call them. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. I have a sour cold for getting fresca. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. It's bad. I drink I mean, beer honestly, for way dumber reasons. Honestly, I don't know if there if there was a genie that gave me a box right now. And I could bring back Ruth Bader Ginsburg and save abortion and women's rights. Yeah. Or. Fresca. Get Fresca. Lifetime supply. I'd be like, you know what it's going to be, baby. I feel like if you had a lifetime supply of Fresca, you could use that, though, to uh, save abortion anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Roll that out. How would I save abortion? Okay, so in this, in this, it's a, a lifetime genie's, supply of Fresca. It, it's a genie's button, right? So I'm assuming okay. it's not like a lifetime supply, like one a day. It's literally as many as you want. Right. It's a vending machine that never goes dry. Yeah. So you're just for free. But let's say that it's a backpack, so you can carry it with you, and okay. you just always pull them out. You're okay. just going down Main Street, every uh, pregnant belly you see. Getting walloped by a can of Fresca. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just walking around with a fucking t-shirt cannon. They're like, yeah. "What's that for?" And I'm just, <laughs> exactly. Taste fucking grapefruit, bitch. What's their saying? What's their slogan? I have no idea. I've never what? read a can. I'm drinking them too quickly. The I think freak. it's. I know they're made by Coke, which is a real. Son- I mean, Coke is evil. Ba 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 ba. I'm loving it. No, that can't be. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I found it. It's uh, nothing tastes like Fresca. Which is true, <laughs> because it's gross. <laughs> it tastes like mothballs. Oh, I don't. I, I, how do you not like Fresca? I don't, I don't it understand. Tastes, it's, it tastes like the grandkids not coming to visit again. Okay, I tastes like that taste. Yeah, I guess so. It's true to life. You're just an ornery old fuck. That's why you like Fresca. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Uh, do you know what else is is canceled besides Fresca? Okay. TikTok. Yes. What is the? They're just a Chinese spy company. That's the deal. Yeah, just we just don't That's like the fine. Chinese now. Did we they ever? Were, they were cool in World War Two. Uh. Yeah, we're buddies. Uh. I mean, obviously, I pre-revolution, know. we were cool with them. I mean, we were. I, I think. I always assumed that America. That's like saying we were cool with the Native Americans in World War Two. We used them, and we made you know. Oh, yeah, it's not not like like we cared about them. We've never cared about... Okay, let's be clear. We've never cared about anything other than white American lives. Right, right. Obviously. Yeah. But I'm saying in terms of, like, as far as international relations go, yeah, we were sort of buddies. It it is kind of weird that, uh, like, Trump was, like, shitting on Canada, being like, well, you know, they uh, they didn't help us fight at Normandy, and then, and yet somehow it was like, but China has to go down, you know? When China was, you know, taking it, just getting their asses kicked. Yeah, poor fellas. Doesn't even really help. Well, they to- <laughs> they totally got us all back with those copyright things. So. I was going to say, I don't think America's relationship with Chinese people was really good until recently, when we started selling up them properties wow. in San Francisco. But before that, it was just using them to build railroads and yep. uh, stockpile, you know, and, and 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 provide a demand for our opium I, supply. I just feel like China and America are like side characters in each other's stories. Britain okay. and China are like the antagonistic two, you know. And then, I don't know, I guess they have friends in like North Korea or something. I don't know. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. When, we, when we're living on our boat, we're steering clear of China. Yeah. Well, unless we want to go download TikTok, we go to China. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, it, so I don't. Yeah, let's bring it I back mean, to TikTok, please. Let's bring it back to TikTok versus our uh, World War Two based uh, hatred. Um, I don't know. I never use TikTok. I only ever know of TikTok from Reddit from TikTok cringe. I, I mean, maybe I'm just too old. Like, what was the what was the original one? Vine. Yeah. Like I was too old for Vine. I didn't give two shits about it. Didn't get yeah. it. They're like, oh yeah, the videos are exactly seven seconds. I was like, eh, I don't. Sucks. Yeah, what TikTok's, was funny TikTok is dumb. Is, is that I, I don't know. I remember when Vine died, it was like one of those things that was in the in the era of saying that 
I don't know. I'm not saying that everything was racist, but sometimes there were claims that was like, yep, racism wins. The uh, Patriots beat the Atlanta Falcons. I was like, well, I don't really know what that means. They're like, yep, racism won. They canceled Vine. We black people can't have anything. And they just get I don't bought? know. Well, Vine got bought out, but it got closed down. But yeah. I, I remember them saying that Vine was especially uh, popular with uh, with minorities for some reason. They were like, oh huh. yeah, that it just seven second comedy is just our wheelhouse which i don't i don't know i don't get it but i wonder if tiktok is like the same thing but against chinese but i don't really see too many chinese people i don't, I don't know i don't just, i mean i've i've never used tiktok i've seen people show me tiktok videos like mm-hmm. look how funny this is was never impressed so uh yeah i don't know it's if it's just the fresca getting to my brain because thinking about what i've just said <laughs> i wanna... feel like an old man i yeah, just feel I like, like i don't understand this is what the black kids like videos i don't know i mean i like to be on social I, i'm a social media guy you know uh-huh. but just tiktok never did it for me oh, i think see, it's I'm... too weird it's honestly here's the thing it's a lot of fucking old people on there it's a lot of boomers so TikTok? Yeah, it's very Facebooky, I think, in in mm. demographics. I could totally be talking on my ass here. I am, but mm-hmm. I I've seen a ton of content from like older people on there. So I think that it that's almost made it uncool to me, and that it kind of <laughs> skipped people like, our age are using it. What yeah, you? well, no, no one our age. I feel like it's it's below us and above us mostly. There's Zoomers on there, and there's like Gen X and uh, and uh, Boomers on there. Well, you have you have Zoomers making the actual content, and then you have Boomers uh, trying to prank their kids. Yeah, and like doing like weird Trump too. shit. There's a lot of right wing stuff on TikTok. I uh, believe. Well, then I'm glad they're getting canceled. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny, huh? They're I, all going to go I'm, to Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> vote. Go to vote. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that, that's probably coming to me someday. But uh, yeah, so it's the uh, end of days. That's a. Uh, Let's get into the Bible. Yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, you're listening to the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant DeVoist. And I'm Cole Deluski. And we're on episode 104. All right, nothing special about that number. But what is special about this episode is that we're in a brand new book. Yeah. Uh, kind of exciting. Well, it tastes kind of brand new. It's not yeah. really. It's, it's Chronicles. It, it's named new. It's a, uh, but it's not new. We're we're gonna be doing a lot of. We're gonna be doing nothing new, really. This whole episode, I don't think. At least yeah. content wise, I do. We do have some more perspective. Conceptual this book is kind too. Of, yeah, yeah. This book is kind of interesting for what it is, uh, if only because yeah, it, this whole episode we're gonna be covering old ground, but yeah. kind of in a different way and kind of discussing what that means. Yeah, we're we're kind of cliff notesing what has happened up to this point in a way, um, but it's also injected with a little bit of flavor that we didn't have before. So we know that, like, right, the first five books, the uh, what are those called, the Pentateuch the, or whatever, the, the Talmud. The, I don't know. Anyways, they were all written allegedly by like Moses for the most part. Um, yeah. Now, what we're about to read is covering the same ground that Moses did in those five books. But it's now written by basically a Jewish scholar in exile, presumably, in Babylon. So you're See, getting you're getting a little ahead. bit of their like corrective lens to it at the same time. See, what my Bible and what the kind of what I'd read is that Kings was written during the Babylonian exile. Okay. Chronicles was written after the Babylonian exile for people repatriating 
Israel after Cyrus the Great crushed Babylon. Okay, Wait, okay. is Cyrus the Great Babylonian? Who's Cyrus no, the Great? No, no, he's, he's Persian. He's um, Persian, that's right. Yeah, yeah he, like the Achaemenid Empire, the ones right. that are the okay, bad guys in 300, all that. I don't know why I was getting so confused. Um, yeah, yeah when, when Cyrus the Great sends the Jews back to Israel, that group of people kind of – it's kind of like um, – I'm trying to think, was there ever like a big, big war oh, where there was shit. like a disgraced nation and some guy wrote a book for soldiers returning? Do you ever, does that ring any bells? No. But. About like a former leader per se writing a book for. Oh, do the joke. I'm not paying attention to you. No, I was going to say. <laughs> oh. Some people Mein Kampf. Okay. Jesus <laughs> You're such a bad person. I no, did um, it. <laughs> Uh, Chronicles was the last book written in the in the Bible, the Hebrew Bible, obviously because huh. uh, yeah. So I'm reading right now. It was written, you're, like you said, after King Cyrus reinstated uh, Judah and Israel and like put them back, let them go home. Um, right. So th- they got home, then they wrote it, which is why. And I was wondering why in Kugel's book, Chronicles is at the end. Um, hmm. That's why. So now I get it. So, so that can explain because one of the things we'll also talk about in depth is differences in numbers. Like, so Chronicles is in the middle of the book. I mean, we're at a page. I'm at five forty nine. Yeah. Of, I don't know. Thousands. A lot. Yeah. Some bullshit. We're not even but, um, halfway through the Old Testament, but yeah, we're getting close, I guess. But so, so kind of for some reason. We're going to do Chronicles, which was written way after all the other books that are going to come afterwards, allegedly by some guy named Ezra, is the quote-unquote author. And there's going to be a lot of sort of controversy about this book, about whether or not it is just straight up a uh, exaggerative propaganda to... And I, I mean, I, I was kind of joking when I compared it to Mein Kampf, but as I'm saying, you know, like, it is like, look at how great we were, and this is how, you know, big, and look at how this was, and, and don't you yeah, remember look what at, it was like? Look at our struggle. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking day. Right? This is for you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like Cole said, like I said as well, this book is kind of 10,000 feet, though, right? We're not down in the nitty gritty details per se, we're kind of going to be able to zoom through for that purpose, which is good because we've already read all this before. We already know all this bullshit. We're just going to see what context gets added now that it's written hundreds and hundreds of years after the fact. Um, Right. And and we'll try to key in on those things and and ask why, right? Yeah. I I mean, it's kind of a, I I, I think, and and we'll get into this, especially when we get to the recap, but I think when you're reading Kings, and it's like, this is how mighty we were, kind of, you know, and it's probably more accurate. Like, oh, and then there was this many people, and we got our asses kicked, and then we fought these guys. And there's a lot of, this is why we suck, you know, because it's written for people who are currently being essentially enslaved. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Chronicles is written from the practice, like, hey, we got freed by slavery. Here's those events, but from the lens of, yeah, and we're coming back, and we're, we're on top again. Sure, playing so, the hits. Yeah, playing the hits. So there, there's a lot of instances where, like, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into it uh, in, in a while. But, like, for instance, in Samuel, there's a mention where David is like, and then him and his 700 horsemen rode to something. 
And then in Chronicles, written much, much, much later, it's like, and then David and his 7,000 men crushed the desert. It's, it's unwinged horses. <laughs> yes, unwinged horses. His his long, flowing hair and huge cock. And you're like, yeah, yeah all right. Beautiful breasts, too, for some reason. Um, okay, so, yeah, with roughly no further ado, First Chronicles chapter 1. Where do we start? Well, with our boy Adam. Now, what this chapter is, almost exclusively, is a list of one dude after another, tracking lineage, trying to approximately get to Jacob. All right, so chapter 1 is from Adam to Jacob. It names every single motherfucker. I counted them. Uh, so we get to Noah is one of the first prominent guys down the line. He's number 10. All right. Uh, like the 10th name we cover. This is where we have the, the first split, right? So the first 10, Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Malalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. Now we have Noah's three sons famously from that story. If you guys remember back to like what episode two or three, um, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. These guys are kind of archetypal, I think. And uh, they're made to basically explain a lot of the civilizations and peoples that the Israelites interacted with. Mm -hmm. So they came from Shem, Shemites, Semites, get it. Uh, The cursed brother is Ham, and he's like all the nastiest nearby neighbors. So the Philistines were considered to be potentially... Uh Kushites, which uh, ruled in Arabia, uh, Libya, and Canaanites, yes, are descended from Ham... And then uh, even the Je- uh, local Canaanites, right? And um, the, possibly the Egyptians. I mean, one of his sons' name was Egypt, so I'm assuming he's supposed to be Egypt's origin story. I think, and the sons of Japh- Japheth or the Japhelites were the ancestors of the peoples known as Indo Europeans. Javan, for example, doubtless related to the coastal peoples like the um, Ionians and the Greeks. Yeah, uh, Japheth is, is roughly Turkey and Greece, is where they ended up. So, so not real antagonists to the Jews, maybe kind of like a middle ground, you know. Uh, I mean, the Philistines are Greekish, right? They were Cretans, mm. which is funny because both of those words are insults. Cretans? Cre- well, Cretan and Philistine, but yeah, oh. they think oh. we don't really know. They're a seafaring people, uh, potentially from Crete, but uh, also suspected to be. Um, Ham's lineage, not Japheth's, which is, you know, anyone who's a dick, obviously, is Ham's lineage, right? Yeah, it, it's kind of, it is actually kind of interesting to go back, because, like, yeah, when we, it, for anyone who remembers, there was Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Ham and Japheth, who was? Ham saw no, the dick and laughed. Ham saw the dick, laughed, was like, yo, let's go see my drunk-ass dad's naked dick, which is fun. Yeah. yeah. This He's was before circumcision, too, so it was weird looking. He was like, whoa, <laughs> fucking sandworm. Um, but uh, you got to walk out of order. What was the term? Uh, I don't know. I got to go back and read Dune because the movie's coming out, but sandworm oh, references. But dude. anyway, and then and then Shem and Jaffa did the weird backwards cloak shrug. They covered them but up. But anyway, that's why, that's why they got to be Greeks and Turks. Yeah. And poor Ahab got to be Canaanite scum, so. And Egyptians and all but that bullshit. I, I, I guess my point was that when we first read it, and they're like Ham and Shepherd, and they became kids, like who gives a shit? I don't know who any of these people are. These names don't mean anything. Yeah, and now, so you have to remember, biblically speaking, every single person on Earth came from one of those three brothers, right? They're post-flood. Right. Every other single human perished. So it's weird that they didn't mention like which one of them spawned the Incans. I guess they forgot <laughs> about Incans. They didn't know. No one yeah. cares. They, yeah. The Incans formed from a 
puddle of blood from two jaguars fighting, and that was that uh, actually I makes think sense. That's, you know, that's what it. That's what it um, but the other thing. So then we get down, and so uh, Ham begat the Kushites. The Kushites begat Nimrod, who we briefly mentioned. Just some of these names that come out now. Yeah, he kicked so, ass. So it's the same names we saw originally, but they didn't mean anything to me. Now we're reading it again. I'm like, oh, okay. This actually, those names now pop out. Nimrod was a mighty hunter. That's the only line we've ever heard of. That's Kush begot Nimrod, a mighty hunter. Nimrod is the patriarch of the Assyrian and Babylonian civilizations is kind of how they describe it. That's weird because that's north and east, but the Kushites are south. Who fucking knows? Obviously, (laughs) you know, you start... Juggling too many balls with all these names as a uh, myth maker, you're going to drop a few. Well, I think it's just also funny because, yeah, if you have a biblical world origin story and your origin is, hey, everybody came from these three dudes and then people just start rolling in from the steps. You're like, oh, that's from they're like, who are these guys come from? They're like, ham. Yeah, (laughs) he's a real piece of ham. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, of course, everyone's got it, you know, retroactively, they retcon it, you know, but that's allegedly Nimrod, they ascribe sure. to the Assyrians. So yeah, Ham Ham is the bad one. Japheth is the medium one. Shem, Shemites, is the good guy. So he's the one that we're going to continue with as we work our way towards Jacob in this chapter. What's um, weird is, and I don't know if we picked up on this or if you've known this the whole time, but this is the first time I realized that Semites yeah. means Shemites? Yeah, I didn't realize that either. That, like, the actual definition of these people are technically Semites really has nothing to do with necessarily believing in God. It just means descended from Shem. Yeah, Noah's favorite and, son. And those sons that he had, like, oh, I thought that was Which weird. is weird. It's it's weird that uh, Shem was one-third of the Make the Population team, and all he did was make Semites. I'm just saying. That means the other two alone populated the rest of the entire planet. And they're worried about the Shemites replacing them? Oh, God. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that's I don't think they need to be worried. It's God's plan. Uh, the, the list keeps going from Shem. All right, so Shem is the uh, 11th generation, and eventually it gets to our boy Abram, who, who is the 20th generation, right? So right. Noah's kind of the halfway point between Adam and Abram, which I didn't know until now. Kind of cool to put it in context. Huh. Um, yeah, wait, wait, say that again. Noah, Noah is, is halfway between Adam and Abraham. Oh, huh. yeah, generationally speaking. I mean, those the lives they lived were stupid. And, I mean, allegedly, you know. Uh, yeah. What I mean, say. what I mean to say is that, like, you know, Adam allegedly lived, you know, hundreds of years, and, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Years, so. I, I, I'm going to get into this, the numbers a little bit uh, near, so, later on. So even episode. if they were halfway generationally, it doesn't exactly mean that they were halfway chronologically. Whatever. <laughs> okay, continue. Nerd. <laughs> so. Okay, so who does Abraham have? Of course, two sons, famously Isaac and Ishmael. All right, so we've got mm-hmm. Isaac, who is going to lo- go on to be uh, the father of Jacob. Israel, and then we have Ishmael, who is, of course, what many consider like the the patriarch of of Islam, right? Of like Arabic countries. What I find interesting is, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, when was the Quran written? Like, when did allegedly Muhammad walk the earth? Um, after in AD. quite a bit after Jesus. I thought it was like six hundred eighty. Yeah, yeah, it was much like, later. There, thereabouts. So I don't know. It just seems kind of weird that like. I don't really know the history of Islam at all, yeah. uh, or the history of the Ishmaelite people, 
But it seems kind of weird that they were like, oh, Isaac and Ishmael, these are two big deals. And it just turns out that they ended up, you know, like Islam ended up becoming a major mainstay religion, the largest in the world. You know, yeah. when, you know, they could have easily have been Canaanites sure. or Philistines or whatever. All these other people that they mentioned with much less uh, affectation than the Ishmaelites, you know. So it's kind of interesting, like Isaac and Ishmaelites, two big deals. Yeah. And it turned out that way well after the Bible ceased to be written, you know, after this was codified. You know, just Well, there was other religions, right, uh, before Islam. There was like uh, Zoroastrianism and some other prominent uh, things that would have taken up mm-hmm. the Levant. So it's not quite that simple because I think Islam formed out of Zoroastrianism. I'm going to, someone is listening to this and knows that I'm wrong, whatever. We, yeah, can, I, we, we should, we should look into it as part yeah. of this podcast. Cause like, you know, there's the Edomites, Jacob's brother, and yeah. they're fucking nothing. No one's ever heard of it. You know, there's not like, they're not like a major religion. That, you yeah. Know, you, they're not a major religion. You convert to in prison or anything like that. Well, really they just, are because the people of the Levant, the people of Canaan, Oh, good right. one. Sorry. I, I'm in serious mode. The people of Canaan eventually founded a joint culture kind of through Islam, which then retroactively kind of traced its lineage. Yeah, I was going to say that, that's probably more likely is that after the – like kind of like yeah. Mormonism. You know, they're like, by the way, we're related to that religion. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. So I think that obviously once we finish the Bible and we go take a crack at Islam and get a fatwa called on us – right. Uh, we can learn more about that. It's like it's like when uh, J.K. Rowling was writing her seventh Harry Potter. She's like, I gotta go in all the old books and just look for things I can pretend are Horcruxes now. Yeah, yeah. How many? <laughs> and also, trans people <laughs> die. Whatever. The fuck. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 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 Whatever uh, J.K. is writing these days. So, um, where are we at? We're at Abraham. Abraham has Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac, of course, is the favored son. Right, the impossible boy. Uh, Sarah the had a baby child. when she was super old. The child of promise. And look yeah. at how good they're doing. Dude, he was the Harry Potter, huh? Yeah. And Ishmael is like that other guy from Harry Potter. Okay, so. Ishmael's next. Neville Longbottom. I mean, yeah. I don't want to get a thought like this early in the game, but. Okay, cool. Good to know. If you, if you read the books, Neville Longbottom could have been. Could have been Harry. Could have been Harry. Yeah. All right. So, I don't know. that. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, after Isaac, we have his two sons, Esau and Jacob. Now, if you remember, Jacob did the whole tricky thing where he put the goat's fur on his arm because Esau was all hairy, like an actual man. <laughs> which Unlike is a great me. way. Which is a great way to find found thinking about these things in retrospect. Thinking about Jacob putting on a fucking goat mask yeah. and be like, touch my fucking meat knuckles, you know? And yeah. it's just like, don't worry, someday you're gonna kill a bunch of Philistines over a river or some shit. He's like, Yeah. Give me 400 years to percolate. Yeah. uh, He was a real little shit. And um, he was a tricky guy. Ended up uh, wrestling with God. Remember the sexy Mm -hmm. wrestling match? Um, Yeah. He he got his name changed to Israel, of course, of, uh, you know, the Israel. uh, (laughs) Maybe you heard it. And he had a bunch of kids. Israel, yeah. So the Bible then like goes on a side tangent and talks about all of Esau's kids who are basically going to be antagonists down the line, but it's boring. I don't care. Yeah, the Esau's kids obviously found the kingdom of Edom, who are frenemies of Israel off and yeah. on. Uh, we we talked about them through Kings. There's they teamed up, sec- they fought. It's, second, they it's second Kings where they. So interesting is that if we recall, uh, Jacob tricks his dad, gets the blessing. 
And then Edom comes back with that goat stew and is like, do you have anything for me? And he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked. But someday you will break the yoke. And they're referencing kings. Like they're, oh, they're referencing yeah. they're referencing Israel starting to suck now. And Edom being like, guess what? We're not paying tribute anymore to you pieces of shit. Is that, isn't that Edom the ones that sacrificed the kid? I think so. Yeah. I think we, we, we should we should. Do- well, I, I mean, we come on, these whatever. We should. If they can go listen uh, but, to know, the episodes. We read it. I didn't think about it till we're talking about That's why we have this podcast. Yeah, so if, if you remember from some point in Kings, the, uh, they, the Israelites attacked a city, and the way that, you know, they, they were at the gates, and the king sacrificed his own child, and that's when the Israelites retreated. Yeah, the, he and, sacrificed his kid on the wall for, yeah. the, for their god, and the Israelites were like, that's gross. I don't even yeah. want your, I don't even want to rape your wives now. We're leaving. Yeah. We're, we're heading home. So that is basically what became of Esau. Um, and that is the end of chapter one. All right. So it now we're at funny Jacob. if like uh, uh, Abraham had said that like es- Esau's like, what do you got for me? He's like, don't worry. In like a thousand years, your great, 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 great grandson's going to kill your great, 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 great grandson. Very exciting. Going to piss off your now brother. Like, cool. That's the kind of stuff people worried about back in the day. They didn't have cell phones to, to <laughs> mess them up. You know, you could plan thousands of years in the future. They were dicking have around on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Thanks, Trump. Okay, so chapter two. Now we're at Israel slash Jacob, whatever you want to call him. And what does he go and do? He goes and has 12 kids like a madman. No, who are they? 12 tribes of Israel, baby. Um, yeah. We have that story was a lot of fun, I think. one of my. It's probably still my favorite part of the Bible. Joseph. Uh, the story of Joseph. shit and yeah getting sold by his brothers sold into slavery ends up getting taken to egypt you know the story guys he uh is potiphar's slave potiphar's wife less after him blah 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 he's trustworthy he ends up basically becoming pharaoh's right hand man running the entire country putting the egyptians into slavery ironically funny you know? shit yeah turn the whole thing on its head he was but, like uh, we replaced him you guys we did it <laughs> Uh, worth noting, Joseph and all his brothers, the 12 tribes, that is the 23rd generation um, since Adam, right? So hmm. keep track. Um, jo- now we're going to, though, we're not going to follow Joseph, the hero, because Joseph basically becomes irrelevant. His his lineage does. Um, instead, we're going to stick with Judah for a little bit, because from Judah comes a big character, David, eventually. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Like, it follows it down to Jacob. Yeah. Well, so... We are technically talking about the line of Israel, but it's kind of funny is that we are going to talk about all the tribes, kind of. Yeah, roughly. But I mean, really briefly. what we're talking about is the line of David. Yes. So almost everything is tangentially. It's, it's, it's an afterthought. What we're really doing is we're discussing God's promise of redemption. That's right. The line of David. And it's funny because when you're reading it, it's you're trying to – track who's the protagonist at one point it was joseph right and then at another point it was reuben kind of briefly like it seemed like he was the eldest he was going to be a big deal then he fell out of favor and and obviously i would say just retroactively because david was of the line of judah we ended up making them the most important tribe yeah because joseph essentially was the grand vizier of egypt and set up really if if they had just well so we, we talked about this when we did moses and I haven't really looked back into it too much, but uh, a le- there was a lot of wars in succession during that time that uh, the Israelites were there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so it's kind of who's to say how it would have turned down if, if things had gone differently amongst uh, Egypt and the Israelites or whatever. But, uh, you know, we're, we're following Joseph as if he's the big boy. The eldest son is Reuben. And then you have the story of Judah, you know, fucking his own daughter-in-law. And But apparently the whole time that was the important story. That was such a funny story, too, because if you remember, what happened was she was married to one of his sons. I forget which one. It's not important. Um, and each of his sons, so starting with the first one, wouldn't wouldn't fuck her for whatever reason. Couldn't or he came on the ground, right? He pulled out, pulled out, so came let, strong. There, right? So there was one son. Tamar was the daughter in law. Yeah, his first yeah. son, who I can't remember the name. Uh, it's in important. here. It's like Ur, Ezra, or some shit. We're, sure. We're probably. Oh, hold on. Oh, there's Ur, Onan, and Shelah. Boom. Yeah. So Ur was just a wicked piece of shit, so God killed him. That's the one line. He's like, and he was wicked, so God killed his ass. That's right. Uh, Onan was like, you know, which is interesting because they're like, you know, you have to um, fuck your brother's wife because of rules that didn't exist until Moses the Levitical marriage. So I don't yeah. know. It just wasn't codified. Moses was the one that's like, yeah, if your fucking brother dies, you got to fuck his wife and that's his kid. Yeah. So it's a little bit of time travel bullshit, I guess. Cause even though the rules wouldn't be written for another 440 some odd years, he should have known to bust in his wife or his, bust it's very his brother's wife. Obviously uh, dubious, the origins of the story, right. but whatever so, the but point he, is, he jizzed on the ground and yeah, died. All too. three brothers died. One for being no, no, wicked, no. the other two. One yeah. was wicked. One jizz on the ground died. The other, the third son was too young to marry off right away. So he told Tamar, listen, chill out. When he get, comes of age, he's going to nut all up in you. And yeah. then he forgot about her. That's and right. She got and then she antsy. tricked him and right. made Judah, her father-in-law, nutting her. The and line so, of Jesus, she was like, you like having unprotected sex with prostitutes on road trips because your daughter died? And he's like, hell yeah, I do. Yep. So he has a son uh, with this daughter-in-law of his named Perez. Perez has another son named Hezron. And uh, now we're at 25 people, by the way. And then it goes off on a long list, right? So we have Ram, uh, Amenadab, Nashon, uh, Salmon. And then finally, a name we'll recognize, Boaz. Boaz was like the hero of Ruth. Boaz. The story of Ruth. Yeah. Just a rich... Rich dude, which is all you need to do to be a cool guy. Well, Boaz was cool. Boaz was like, hey, even though I'm rich, I'm not just going to pump and dump on you. I'm going to. Yeah, he married young Ruth, brought her under his under his wing. He Um, he married her even though she was at the time. A transient. Oh, yeah. So he marries Ruth. Uh, Basically, their great grandkid ends up being none other than King David. So we're caught up to that part of the story. Uh, David, by the way, is the 33rd generation since Adam. Now, obviously, the numbers are a little weird because Methuselah lived for like a long ass time, but we can still assume that he didn't have kids on his deathbed, right? So generations tend to be about 25 years apart. That said, from David to the creation of the earth, or at least of humanity, it should have been about 825 years. Uh, when you consider that David was about a uh, thousand BC was when he was ruling, that means the earth, yeah. and I will not have my mind changed on this. The earth is 3,845 <laughs> years old. 
I wonder where they got 6,000 thereabouts. Well, first of all, we don't really know. I mean, we don't. I mean, first of all, it's bullshit. So I don't yes, know why we're trying to hammer bullshit. it down. Let's never, never forget that. But 33 years, 20. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't say how old these people were when they had their kids. It never really makes mention of that. So we can't really tack down. Uh, I, I don't. I think 25 years is presumptuous because we know like didn't adam live like 800 years something i mean a few hundred but um let's even double it and say that they had their kids at 50 then yeah that means the earth is uh what around 1600 plus because i'm trying to say we don't really know that still brings the total up short of six thousand years even if you double it we don't really know how long Adam was in the garden. Allegedly, it doesn't really state. But uh, God, I'm, I'm back at I'm back at page nine trying to read Good Second God. Genesis, and I forgot I forgot how long and stupid the concordances used to be. Like by this time, my Bible just does not give a shit. It's like, yeah, this guy probably shouldn't have fucked his daughter, or whatever, you know. But back then, it was just like these verses. There was so much to go into, you know. Which is funny because those are the verses that are like the least reliable, right? Yeah, like, like, oh, I gave you this apple. That seems so far away that God's dicking around with a fucking snake and a magic tree and uh, and two nudists, you know? <laughs> and now he's just like, hey, you ever get raped by an entire town? I'm going to be just hanging out in the background, you know? Those uh, guys. Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. So there you go. The first generation was a hundred and... 30 years okay so we got to add 100 or so to uh, my number so the earth is actually he was 800 years old i remembered that correctly which is odd and seth was 930 years and lived 105 years and begot enosh i'm not gonna do this again but (laughs) but uh but enosh lived 90 years and begot canaan so you're gonna have to revisit that math okay but at least in genesis we'll go back to the six thousand years it's reliable Okay. <laughs> yeah, I trust these numbers. I yeah. trust these numbers. 130 years for your first kid? What, Makes you just sense. were pulling out and busting all over the fucking fig tree for 130 years? Look, the point is that uh, scientists say humans have been around for 200,000 years. They're obviously off by 194,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's common sense. Okay, so let's skip some shit here. Uh, basically, it tells us how to get to David's lineage, and then it goes off and names like all the other side plot motherfuckers. God, this nothing is, this interesting is ridiculous. here. Ridiculous. Through the rest of chapter two, there's nothing interesting. I, I scrubbed it. Did you see anything? No, but it's gonna be so. I, I, I honestly got like my eyes glazed. I know this is like my job to read this fucking book so that no, we can have No, don't this read thing, this but, part. But so much of what you're reading is like uh cuz it isn't just the line of David which is the more important part. It's like, oh, and then here's a brother that he had twice removed from some whore and here's the 17 kids that he yeah. had and here's all the name like I don't care about any of these people. So all these people that it names are still within the tribe of Judah. They're just not in David's lineage. Right. Specifically uh Ram. Ram is the one where there's this split, and it tells us all about Caleb's Caleb, who's Ram's brother and stuff. I don't think the Caleb. And right? I'm sure it's not. So there's the Caleb that was the progenitor of Judah. He was the scion of him. He, he's the one that it was Joseph, Moses, and Caleb were like the last three good boys. And yeah. what this was the tribe of Caleb? Who was Joseph's tribe? He wasn't a Judean. He was a. 
Joseph was Joseph. Sorry, not Joseph. Joshua. Joshua was something else, yeah. Son of none, but I can't remember what tribe he's from. Yeah, something stupid. And Moses Anyways. was obviously a Levite. But, um, yes. But yeah, Caleb's the progenitor of Caleb, uh, Judah, and he was the one good one, which again marks that kind of, you know, obviously Judah's the one that wrote this shit. So they're like, and then our was the only one that was good. That's why you guys have to be our slaves. Yes. So Caleb was a major character in the Judah lineage, but also is not in David's lineage. So he's not that important. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Joshua's not in David's lineage. Who gives a shit? Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting is that, did you know that David's sisters were Zariah and Abigail? Uh, and I, it's a different Abigail than David Mary's, the one that was, uh, the one that he stole off that dude's was it? wife. I don't think so. It, <laughs> it didn't mention it at the time. It, it wasn't like, hey, by the way, I'm going to start fucking my own sister. But the reason why but I mean, technically, it's, it's, if she married someone else, then she's another man's wife, not your sister anymore. You can marry her, right? Technically, your sister-in-law. It's like it's like it's laundering fine. dirty money, except incest. She's like, "What are you doing, stepbrother?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> no, I'm your dad. Wait, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. The the important thing is that he had two sisters, Abigail and Zariah, and they mentioned these names. They didn't mean anything to me at the time, but Abigail. Um, the sons of Zariah were Abishai, Joab, and oh, Asahel. Shit. And Abigail bore Amasa. So the two people that fought Joab and Amasa were his Brothers. nephews. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Dave, yeah, David's nephews. Yeah. But so, a- yeah, Abishai and Asahel and Joab were like all generals for David. Right. Remember? So that whole thing where he was like, yeah, Joab's a good dude, you know. And then, it was his nephew. Yeah, and they were he all just fighting being, each other. He was in uncle mode, dude. I love it. And Amasa was the one that Joab stabbed in the stomach, right? Is that a different? Uh, no, that's a. Is that a different Amasa? No, they, than the one? no, no, no. They stabbed Saul's uncle, or um, Saul's uncle stabbed Abishai. Hold on, in the let's stomach. take a second. I got, no, I got it. I got it. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, I don't remember the name of his uncle, but it started with an N, and he stabbed Abishai. Abishai was chasing Saul's uncle, who was the general. Right? This is when David and Saul were facing off. Abishai is chasing Saul's uncle to kill him. His uncle's like, stay away, dude. Come on, piss off. But he wouldn't leave him alone, so he finally turns around, kills him. And that's when Joab, like, swears that he's going to kill Saul's uncle and eventually does so, assassinates him, right? Under the guise of peace. So that's Uh, the... Joab murders Abner. Abner, yes. That's Saul's uncle. But Abner killed Abishai in battle. So there's like a little tit-for-tat thing that they have. I'm just trying to remember who... So, yeah, Joab kills Abner is like, yeah, I'm the fucking big boy. Abner was related to Saul. Saul, yes. But then later, there was that thing where Solomon uh, decides he's going to kill Joab because Joab killed one of the rival generals that like usurped him that one time. Yes, because Joab was just a murder fucking machine. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is honestly is everything a man wants in a nephew. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why he's so butthurt. We, we talked about that. Then, yeah. You know? Okay. So, anyways, you get the gist of it, right, people? We didn't know that until now. Apparently, Joab and Abishai, these like big character general types, were David's nephews the entire time. The call is coming from inside the house. Um, and yeah, that uh, that uh, is the gist of. Chapter two, right? Because then we break into this dude, Caleb, who uh, doesn't matter. All of his descendants don't matter. I'm sorry. There's so many of them. It's like, if you guys could see this page, it's just names. Hundreds of names. I don't I don't care. 
So no, hold chapter on, three. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I almost got away with it. <laughs> you almost did. First uh, Kings two. Uh, this is what I'm using. I, I, it was done in Samuel, but First Kings two is the one where he really nails it down. When David's instructions to Solomon. Moreover, you know what Joab the son of Zariah did to me, and what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner the son of Ner, and Amasa the son of Jether, who was his cousin. Yeah, also and that David's was that nephew. whole war of accession. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. It, it didn't make sense to me then, but when Joab kills Amasa, and there's that whole thing where like I'm the new dad. He's like, hey Amasa, come here. I, my fucking oh my ankle, my ankle. Was, and he just stabs him with the stomach. That was yeah. His that cousin. was like Judean infighting. But it did make right. them seem like strangers. They're right. cousins. Yeah, they grew up, you know, sucking each other off. Judah was working do. for the enemy. Or sorry, sorry. Amasa was working for the usurper. And yes. then after David, uh, Donajai, his son. Yes. Okay, this is all. We're, but we're but still here. in the family. Still in the family. Right. Just, just to sum up, David's son Adonijah tried to usurp the throne he used his uncle amasa to like help him out and then after david killed adonijah that whole like his hair got caught in the branch shit yeah um joab killed him and then he was like hey amasa you're in charge joab sucks now and then joab killed amasa so that was all would be his cousin amasa right but that was all within the same family like very closely related they probably went to thanksgiving together yeah absolutely they're they're all they all had the same jesse was everybody's grandpa (laughs) yes so they all had jesse as their patriarch of all those people so anyways then we learn about caleb he sucks okay chapter three we're to david now officially i mean i know we just got done talking about him but uh david number 33 in line uh which although quick point uh, and this will come into play later. He's number 33 in line here. He's number 33 in line, I believe, according to Matthew. But in Luke's lineage of Jesus, he's number 35. Luke adds two like random-ass people earlier than David in the lineage of Jesus. And those motherfuckers wouldn't have known. Oh, they wouldn't have known shit. They're speaking Aramaic. They don't even like speak real stuff or whatever. I don't know. We need to learn more about the Bible <laughs> before we talk about it. <laughs> Well, we're not there yet. You're just talking. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, even yeah. know who the exactly. fuck Luke is. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, baby. The first four apostle guys. Okay. So Skywalker. The, yeah. Um, it starts going through the lineage of David. So he has a bunch of famous sons, right? Obviously, Adonijah, who tries to take over the throne. He had a, a son named Daniel. He had Absalom, who is known for being an asshole. Long, pretty hair, though. Absalom was the one was that sexy. tried to rape his sister. Was that? Um, that was Amnon. Absalom, right? No, that was Amnon. Amnon, Amnon. Yeah, and Absalom and then, killed him for it. Right. So a lot That's of so infighting much. in this family. Just they do not get along. Yeah, man. Fucking get control of your house. He needs to read <sighs> some Jordan Peterson. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, David also obviously rapes Uriah's wife, basically. And <laughs> with her has Solomon. And he's the one we're going to continue with from there. So from it, this point, go ahead. It's, it's kind of funny because, well, I think... David is related to Caleb, isn't he? Because Caleb begot Hebron, and Hebron is the line of David. No. No. Caleb is uh, the son of Hezron. But Ram is also the son of Hezron. David's of Ram. Oh, okay. I just thought it was so confusing because, like, chapter 2... So it, it starts out, so just to, to kind of, you know, bird's eye view. Sure. Chronicles is like, here's Adam. 
and then here's Isaac, and then here's Israel in general, and then here's Judah, and then here's the line of David, then here's yes. Solomon, here's the kings of Judah. So it gets narrower and narrower and narrower, but it's following David's line. It's yes. just following it from that kind of perspective. That's right. And it's kind of arbitrary. As a side note, it's arbitrarily showing us certain other branches of this tree. Now, this tree is 33 generations deep now. It's going to have, what, thousands? I don't, I'm don't. i not a statistician or whatever, but it's going to have a whole fuckload of branches. Let's uh, say it's 33 to the second power. Sure. Whatever. There's a fuckload of branches. It's kind of showing us mainly this one line, but every now and then it breaks off and tells us about a few different folks and how they ended up like making Mesopotamians or whatever. All right. It, it, it gets like sidetracked into these little. Or little the Sukkothites or the Kenites or the Hamathians. Exactly. Whatever. So that's, that's the general way that this is all told. It keeps doing that now, but we're pretty zoned in at this point in chapter three uh, because from David, we basically learn about Solomon. And then we go from Solomon, boom, in a straight line down to through all the kings, right? Back down to the last real king we're going to think of is you know Josiah. Yes. And then Josiah. So yeah, it, it it basically gets narrower and narrower on David's line, and then it just focuses on the kings of Judah, you know. And it's Josiah, Jehoiakim, Zedekiah, and Shalom, who were each one was a king, then the other two were like governors. Yeah. And then that, that's about the time when uh, Babylon destroys them. And the sons of Zehoiakim were Jeconah his son and Zedekiah his son. Zedekiah is the one that was captured and taken to Babylon. And he had his eyes poked out, right? He had his eyes poked out, yeah. After his kids were murdered in front of him. <laughs> hashtag, shit. hashtag boss move. Fuck around and find out. He did. And then it also goes on. And this is how you know this is written very late. It goes on to le- name the royal lineage after the exile. Right. So we don't know any of these names yet. We haven't encountered any of these people because this hasn't happened chronologically yet. Um, and in fact, most of the rest of the Bible is going to be stuff that's happening while these different people are alive. Okay. Right. But just so you know, this is after the exile. Here's all their descendants. We're not going to read the names. They suck. Is there a single Shatil, good name in there? Shatil, uh, what's funny? Shanazar, which is great. That's barely uh, funny. But, you know, like Padiah and then Hanan I'm just skipping through it. Obadiah. If you uh, want to, if you're stupid enough to want to know any of this, then pick up a Bible. That's the only reason I'll let you do it. It feels like when we were reading Genesis and and stuff where they're just naming off names that don't mean anything to me. And then you go back and like, oh, yeah, that's who the fuck Nimrod was or whatever, you know. So these names don't mean anything to me. Obadiah, I know, was the villain from Iron Man. But other than that, that name, I've heard it. Um, yeah, but well, I guess well, we'll some of these, these names people. I think will become important later on um, right. in the Bible, but just not yet. Like for instance, right uh, verse twenty-three, um, three twenty-three. The sons of Neriah were Elohai, Hezekiah, and Azekram, three in all. And I'm like, why did you say I it swear that? Swear to Christ, if you read another one of these names, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, but they're like three in all, and I'm like, and is the there going to be just, a thing where it's like that you becomes just, a plot point later? butchering the shit out of these names too i'm sure it just sounds awful <laughs> probably there's 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 some there's some youth pastor who's currently raping a child being like you guys do not know how to pronounce these names you should have gone to school i'm glad that we have him listening to us at least though okay so that's the end of chapter three game recognizes game oh no uh chapter four is uh specifically about the other clans of judah right so that weren't descendants of perez 
Um, so it kind of, which of course is how we get to David. So it just goes off. I don't know. Do you have a shit about any of this? Blah, 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 blah. There's a bunch of them. You get the drift. Um, it's, it talks about Jabez, who is more honorable than his brothers. Um, cool. he, he has a few lines down. Uh, I guess he did good stuff. I don't remember reading about him. Maybe we did. Who These cares? These were the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrath, the father of Bethlehem. Whoa. Again, it, it'll it'll choose these weird spots in the lineage to just give you a few more details. And I'm guessing that's because, like, some families were good at keeping journals. So, like, we knew. I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. But it's also just like, oh, yeah. And then he had a son named Robert who founded the town in West Virginia. You're like, okay. Is that yeah. true? Could that be true? Maybe. Could one? I mean, I guess we're back enough in time where one guy could just fuck a bunch of women and it's a town. Yeah. You know, he's, I've got a well. I got some sheep. I got seven pregnant bitches. This is the town of Ar- of, of Akron, Ohio, you know? I, I'm going to say it. Dude's rock. <laughs> Dude, we can just do that. Okay. Right. So, uh, after listing a bunch of these clans of Judah, we finally get into, in the second half of chapter four, we get into the other tribes. Okay. So, first up, Simeon, famous for being what? A murderer. He killed yeah, all those people. Oh, God. Been so long since we gave a shit about Simeon. Haven't talked about Simeon in. Seven yeah. years. So he he's the one that with his brother Levi basically killed everyone in Shechem for raping Dina. Well, because the leader of Shechem, who I think was named Shechem, uh That's how yeah, you that know. Was, he founded that town. He must have do drug. Uh and yeah, that guy raped Dina, allegedly, probably not. More of like an anti miscegenation scree than anything I, I want to say. Well, we're gonna call it rape, and we come back to this, we're gonna call it a rape. Really, he just it's more like a uh, trespassing. His penis yes. trespassed onto private property. It belonged to her brothers. God damn. Okay. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, Technically, it's jaywalking. So they don't like that uh, she was that uh, she was being with a filthy local, basically. So yeah. they killed all of them. Yeah. It's the. Um, yeah. He basically has some kids. It talks about his kids. They're also murderers. It's describing how the Simeonites down the line. Uh, during the time of Hezekiah, which that was pretty recent, right? Hezekiah was like the second to last good king. So he was I'm trying to remember, I'm trying remember if there was someone between Hezekiah and Josiah. I don't think, I think so. there was. I think Hezekiah was like, hey, we got to fucking turn the brakes. We're trying to make Israel good. His son was shit, of course. Yeah. There, there, I don't think there was any period where there was two kings that were good. It was always... One good no. king and a sea of shit, and then down the line was another good king. I, That's what I'm saying. There wasn't a good king between Hezekiah I'm sure we would have covered in the last Josiah. chapter if we'd actually yeah. read it. Anyways, as we're going, we find out that during Hezekiah... Oh, he- Hezekiah had Manasseh, who was the who, worst king. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, That's what I'm right. saying. They suck. I knew that there's there's a few between Hezekiah and Josiah that suck. Um, regardless, because, we're, again, go listen to those episodes if you care so much. Uh Amon was the son of Manasseh. Yeah. Simeonites killed a bunch of people. They killed the Hamites, which I don't know. Is that Ham's descendants? Who knows? Who cares? <sighs> I don't care. I'm going to say it. But they're murderers, just like their uh, patriarch, Simeon himself. And that is basically the, the end of chapter fucking four. crop is rotten. Yeah. Filthy. If I see a Simeon, if I see a Simeon, Simeonite, I call the police. I don't care if they're just chilling at a park enjoying a barbecue. Well, they are murderers, so yeah. I'll give you that. I, one. I will say, listen, this guy pointed a gun at me. You better get in there aggressive. Oh, like a bird watching situation. I see. Yeah, because your yeah. dog's off the leash. All right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, chapter five, we talk about Reuben for a minute. Um, 
All it tells us really about him is that he had a bunch of kids and that they lived on the edge of the desert, basically. Cool. I don't know. Who cares? I guess my, my Bible says, um, my Bible makes mention, because Reuben is obviously like the elephant in the room. He's the firstborn son of Israel. He's the big boy. Reuben fucked his dad's wife. Hell yeah. Which they then use it, like, Bible loves to, like, find some weird fault in you. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, but did he commit a crime five years ago? That's why he got what he got. Yeah. Is Reuben uh, banged his dad's concubine and no, or uh, Jacob heard about it was like, that's weird. And then because of that, even though Judah's tribe is the younger tribe, they quashed Reuben and usurped him. Yes. Obviously, that fact was made up after the fact. Right. Yeah, they're like, hey, Judah, I noticed you just keep annexing our land and coming into our property. And they're like, Judah's like, we need more living space. They're like, why are you you doing this, Judah? And he's like, because your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather fucked your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather's whore wife. Like, okay. You know, there's a reason for everything. God has I guess we deserve this. He's like, did you not read my whole book about this? (laughs) Uh, What else we got about Reuben? I actually want to yeah. go back and look at that. Who was who was oh the mother? God. Well, we now we have context. I, I just want to remember whose mother did he fuck? It wasn't Judah's mom, was it? No, it was one of the um, concubines. It might have been Judah's mom, Judah's mom, but it was not Joseph or Benjamin's mom. We know that they were the two real wives because he had Rachel and Leah were his real wives, and then he had two concubine wives. And I think Reuben was a concubine son, and he fucked one of the other concubines. Okay, I, I vaguely recall. I want to look into it because the mother of Judah was um, well. Reuben and Judah are brothers directly. They both they yeah. all have the same mother, so it wasn't the same. Yeah. Okay, that's good enough for me. Okay, because it was like so, Tears Paw or some shit. Yeah, that's right. Some weird ass names. Uh, after the Reubenites, we get into the Gadites. Um, fun fact, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and about uh, and, and the Manassans, which were a half-tribe, had a bunch of military service guys. That was kind of their job. Uh, they waged war against a bunch of people we've never heard of. Um, I don't know. There's nothing really interesting about Gadites. Well, we Reuben, Gad, and the East Tribe of Manasseh were the ones that uh, took up land east of the Jordan. Yeah, and Gilead. Remember, remember they were yeah. like, hey, I know we're not going into the... Um, well, okay, the whole story, you know, we're doing a lot of backtracking today, fuck. But no, the, the, the story was why. they were like, hey, I know we're supposed to cross the Jordan and kill a bunch of fucking non-Jews like we do, like we love to do. But this land's pretty good here. Can we just have it? And they were like, okay, but you need to send a military force. Yes. Uh, like a conscripted army that has to help us even though we're going to let you settle out of there. Which is kind of funny that that's, I don't know, I guess yeah. like an Aesop's Fable style. Like, And then that's why they did it because they were a military force. Like, It couldn't just be that they settled there. There has to be no. some stories. Even though we already know why. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, okay. So that's that. And that's their one chapter, right? Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh are all explained away um, as why they lived on the east side of the Jordan up to the desert that would have been like modern day Iraq kind of. Um, uh, something I, we, we kind of passed. I'm just reading my concordance because there's a lot of fun shit in here. Uh, in 510, now in the days of Saul, they made war. They're talking about the family of Reuben. In the days of Saul, the Reubenites made war with the Hagrites, who fell by their hand, and they dwelt in their tents throughout the entire area east of Gilead. Gilead was like east of the Jordan, right? Yeah. And my Bible says the Hagrites were descendants of the Egyptian mother of Ishmael. 
so those people, the Hagrites, are a mixture of Hebrew and Egyptian Israelites. Oh. Halfies. So that's what they're claiming. I guess, I mean, this is how they're explained, but the Hagrites were mixed Egyptian, mixed Jew. Reuben don't give a fuck. Oh, no. The man likes to get it wet. I get it. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of chapter five, right? We're talking about the Manassans. Uh, uh, and then we get into... Well, hold on. What? The one last thing. I'll just pick it up. Oh, a little my piece. sweet uh, Christ. 518. The sons of Reuben, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh had 44,760 valiant men. Men able to bear shield and sword to shoot with bow and scuffle in war who went to war. So like you mentioned, they're known for their army, but the army that uh, Chronicles is claiming is fucking stupid huge. Ridiculously, unreasonably huge. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, I don't know. I guess those numbers maybe match up with what was in Exodus. But Well, during the time of Moses, during that census, they said they had only 600,000 men, you know. In the entirety of Israel. Right. And yet they're claiming that 44,000 belong to these guys. I don't know. It's a little bit. And that's just fighting men, too. So that's like going to be less than half of the population. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's not too far off, though, I guess, from being possible. Anyways, that's chapter five. Chapter six starts off with yet another tribe, uh, Levi. Now, that obviously is an important tribe. That is the tribe that beget the priest class, right? So we end up getting um, Moses and Aaron out of them. Uh, They're the 26th generation, right? So this is kind of the first time that I've noticed you can see the generations that passed between uh, the tribes of Israel getting to Egypt and then Moses being born. So uh, there was Levi had a son named Kohath. Kohath had a son named Amram and Amram was the father of Aaron and Moses and Miriam. So it's only a few generations back to the 12 tribes. We, we, we kind of mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, the Kohaths we mentioned because the Kohaths were the one that uh, the I know God duties. killed them, but I can't remember what I can't remember what the specific story because there was the ones that were like, oh, I think they were the ones where they lit their censors. Yes. They were like, you're a Kohathian, we're a Kohathian, why do you get to talk to God? We want to be the head priest. He's like, no, I told you, it's Aaron's line. They're like, we're Kohathians, go fuck yourself. And then God was like, I'll teach you a lesson. So that's what happened to the Kohaths. Yeah, they, they either got devoured with fire or the earth swallowed them up. Something badass. <laughs> Something God never cool. does that anymore. Something, some God shit. Yeah. He's like, at least you guys didn't rape a woman to death. Otherwise, I would have just had to wipe my hands and walk away. That's right. So... The uh, Bible then goes on to list all these descendants of Levi. There's too many to talk about, of course. So then it talks about uh, the temple musicians. And I couldn't really figure out what the hell was going on here because it mentions them. It lists the temple musicians beginning with Kohath, right? Or no? I can't tell. I mean, so... Because it says David established them. But it- again, the things, the facts of these people's lives and what made them, it's being written retroactively based on their deeds, I think, for whatever reason. So, for instance, the claim by the Bible or the history, the, the alleged history, is that it was during the time of David and Solomon that worshiping God started to include music. Okay. Whatever, whatever that means, you know, obviously they weren't the first people to start using drums or, or start chanting or whatever, whatever the fuck it was, 
it was during David's time that they were like, hey, now we play the guitar at church, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah, badass. And that became a thing. So it's probably a retroactive addition that, by the way, David played the lyre and was fucking great and had some wicked pipes that he would sing all day long, you know, and dance like a fucking maniac. Like as if that's what he really, really liked to do as a way of retroactively explaining why the church starts using music, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Because there probably were a bunch of old people that are like, what's all this fucking singing in church? I just came to moan and whip myself. Old people are stupid, because let me tell you something about these musicians. They get the most pussy at youth group, for sure. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, I wouldn't know firsthand, but But I assumed. I thought about it. Is that a Christian version of Wonderwall? I love it. Okay, so. (laughs) Fucking thirsty. It goes Uh, off and just lists all these kids. Right. It lists all the uh, children. Um, it, it, it's funny because the musicians are, are a lineage as well, right? You, you're you born into being a musician. It's not like, hey, I'm good with the tuba, and then you become a musician. I would love it if this like, we are a family of musicians. He's like, I want to be an engineer. They're like, no, you're shaming us. Yeah, you're going to play the flute. You go, you go put on those skin-tight leotard, <laughs> and you dance around with the flute like a man, goddammit. Well, to be fair, I mean, that's how jobs worked for everyone, I would imagine, right? Like, carp- you're a carpenter because your fucking dad was a carpenter, and he taught you how to be a carpenter. You're a farmer because your dad was a farmer. You're Not me. Shit, shut the fuck up. And to, I mean, to this, <laughs> to this day, that's even th- true for some jobs, like uh, being a, a harbor pilot. Is passed down from father to son, basically. Or like if your dad was poor and you grew up to be poor. Yeah, yeah. You just inherit all the poorness. Um, so yeah, kind of funny that that music musicians were like a. a I would a love lim- it if there's like a seventeen year old. Like you're a seventeen year old and you're homeless. He's like, well, my dad was homeless, so that's <laughs> picking, picking up the family mantle. This is I his mean, cup. He ha- he gave when I when I struck out on my own. He gave me his special panhandling cup in this empty guitar case, and that's. Well, social, mobil- social mobility, socioeconomic mobility really is very difficult in America. I'm not going to say that nah. American dream is dead, but it's not doing so great. Not for immigrants. Yeah. So anyway. We're cool. Um, we also talk a lot about uh, what? The, where the Levites settled, I guess. Who cares? Um, it talks about kind of how the land was spread out. Um, where are you at right now? Because, oh, you're at the dwelling place. Halfway of through six. Yeah. This is an interesting bit. So. My Bible mentions a controversy that has not come up yet, and I've never noticed before. But, it, like, my Bible is addressing a controversy that I didn't know existed, and because they're addressing it, I'm now aware of it, yeah. and I'm going to look into it. Okay. But my concordance states that there is some controversy that priests as we know it and as we think of in the Bible did not exist during this time. Okay. That the whole line of Aaron, the Levite priests, that concept didn't actually exist pre-Babylonia and that it was during Ezra's time that the church started to flesh out the idea of priests and then retroactively added them into the stories as if they were always there whoa so that's a lot of additives you'd have to do because they're so critical during like Leviticus and shit right but yeah like well obviously a lot of these are fabricated stories of course I'm just saying that's during the time of there's the during the time of Ezra that they're like by the way the Levites were the priests and they were always the priests they're the priests now and they were the priests then and the line of Aaron and the Kohathites and this fucking fight over some censors and shit yeah but that that it might have been something that priests came to be during the time of Ezra and then the shit we're reading now is them retroactively adding it in to give themselves power 
which sure. kind of flows into that whole Judah bull baby bullshit, you know. Of course, of course. It's when you write your own biography, you take out the weird parts and make it sound cooler, right? <laughs> You're like, and then the prostitute gave the money back, and that's yeah. how I lost my virginity. And yeah, like, that was the okay. day that I caught the biggest fish ever caught in Florida. I wasn't jerking off to a J.C. Penny magazine that day <laughs> at all. Impossible. Okay, so uh, it tells just a lot. Sound of- like something I do. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It tells us about like the area that some Levites were given, which is weird because I thought they didn't get any land. Uh, the Levites the didn't point. get land, but they got cities. Oh, that's right. So like yeah. barons, kind of. Um, so it, I mean, technically they have land; they have a whole fucking city, but they have those sanctuary cities that are populated by the Levites. Yes, that's right. So they don't have like pastoral land; they have commerce land. I would say. Uh, which again points to why what we talked about on our first or second Kings recap that I was saying, you know, part of the reason there were probably kings is like a populist uprising against this sort of corrupt priest class, which would have owned right. the cities, which would have done all the taxing, which would have collected all the time. You know, there's so many ways that you can just see them being corrupt that that's probably why the kings ended up getting uh, brought to the game. It would be kind of funny. They're like, hey, man, this place is fucking shit, and we're going to let kings, and the kings all get killed. And then after they've been captured and then returned by Cyrus the Great, like they're like, and then this is how the priest saved everything and told yeah. you all motherfuckers what you did wrong. <laughs> we told y'all not to do this. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, Years anything- after all the people that would know better have died. <laughs> right. I mean, that's how I would do it. Again, no, no, big, no big deal. You've always been at war with Eurasia. Right. If you're the one who writes history, dude, you have the power, right? Uh, is that the end of chapter six? I don't see anything else we're talking about. It's just talking about how clans were divided up. Yeah. It, and the land know, that they got. Issachar, who we haven't talked about in forever. Asher, uh, Zebulon. I even forgot yeah, those it, It's just telling us existed. where the land was, but we already did that back in Joshua. Right. Well, um, we're going to get into the family of Issachar in chapter seven. So. Yeah. But this is specifically land allotments for every tribe. It's boring. Right. Which we talked oh. about. And honestly, don't matter. We have not talked about Zebulon. No. Did we ever mention Zebulon during Kings or uh, nope. Samuel or Judges? I- nope. And I don't think there was any like prominent characters that were mentioned of his tribe or any of that They're bullshit. They're so. irrelevant. If you're not going to rape someone to death, then you don't deserve a place in this book. Zebulon <laughs> just didn't try hard enough. They were probably all just like living their lives basically secular, just farming. Being hippies. They're hippies. Yeah, hippies. <laughs> It's like, I don't know about this whole God thing, man. He seems like kind of a dick, bro. <laughs> and they're like, go big or go home. You know? If you want to make it if you want to make it into the book, you gotta do some damage. That's right. Uh okay. Chapter seven. We got some more of the tribes to cover. As Cole just said, first up is Issachar. It tells us some of his sons. Um Moral of the story, uh they were fighting men, I guess. They had eighty seven thousand fighting men uh during the height of their Wars, I guess. Cool. I don't know. It's a lot of guys. I kind of wonder, were these tribes... I keep seeing the same names over and over again, and I can't tell if I'm missing something that the lines were mixing. I don't think so. And important people, because we have Uzi and his sons Obadiah, Joel, and Ishai, probably just different dudes than the same Obadiah. Lines can't mix, though. Lines don't mix. Because women get traded around, I think, but... The line, the but male lines stay, stay fine. Okay, I, I which mean, is I weird because now, I, isn't isn't uh, I don't think Judaism is past matrilineally now? Air quotes past. 
I have no idea. I believe so. Because like you're alleged, Jewish if your mom. All is. I really know is that like allegedly, well, if your mom was Jewish, you're Jewish. If yeah. Your dad was, which whatever. I don't know. If my dick snipped, my dick snipped. Yeah. So we're Jews. We can say things about them. Um. Okay. So next up. Post, next fucking fucking dump your mushroom stamp onto Twitter. And be like, it's fine now. <laughs> so uh, next up is Benjamin. Now he's kind of a big deal. We only talk about him for a second here, though, um, because we're going to get more into him later when we talk about Saul in this book. Uh, but yeah, it lists some of Benjamin's kids and their kids and his kids. And then hilariously, it goes to Naphtali, who gets exactly half of a sentence <laughs> for his entire. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck about Everyone Naftali. else gets a pretty substantial couple of paragraphs. Naphtali, it just tells us his sons. That's it. I'm assuming they died off. Who cares? Not me. I mean, uh, yeah, it's funny. Well, they probably died in. Ugh. They were given land, so they must have made it through to Egypt. But it literally says the sons of Naphtali were Jaziel, Gunny, Jezer, Shalom, and the sons of Bilhah. But that means they must have died during slavery in Egypt. I mean, is it? Wow, wow. Well, have... I don't care. Okay. Suck it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Great. Uh, next up is Manasseh, who is technically a half tribe because. Uh, they're the sons of Joseph, just like Ephraim. So it, it goes into Manasseh and Ephraim. It tells us some of their sons. Um, nothing in particular exciting about them. Um, Ephraim gets into some of the, the misfortunes that befell certain children. But again, nothing that really matters or is going to come into play ever again. I don't know. I hate it. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, sure. Shukpah and Huppen were the sons of Ir. Hushim was the son of Ahur. I, if I'm not mistaken, we're talking about all these tribes and nobody mentions Dan as if they don't exist anymore. Damn, Daniel. We haven't talked about Dan at all. They're not mentioned in this. But yeah. like my Bible's like, no, no, they're there. Look at that. Those guys, they're, they're Danites. They're- Shit, dude. It doesn't mention them at all. What the heck? <laughs> I'm getting upset now. Uh, the only one that is definitely omitted... Uh, at, like in this fashion is Zebulon. But they and are Dan. saying from the tribe of Zebulon, the rest of the children of Merari were given Rimnam with common land. So they, they, we mentioned that they give... We, Zebulon is mentioned in, hey, this is the land that was given to Zebulon, but we don't know anything about their genealogy. They didn't... They must have just been wiped out. They're the cool there. family members that like didn't come over for dinner that are just kind of like, yeah, we're, y'all are weird. Uh, yeah, they're we're the cool family up. members just out there living their life. They're like, we don't like drama. Yeah, and your mom's a bitch. So we're just gonna do our own thing for Thanksgiving. We're gonna have a because we're gonna have a couples only, no kids Thanksgiving Ooh, with friends. Damn, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. We oh, should I do know, that this year. Okay, yeah. we'll figure that out later. All right. So next up, it tells us about Asher. <laughs> Literally, not in a single interesting note in Asher's story. Just children's names. Very cool. Um, and of course, it, it's capping off most of these with like the uh, number of them at the time of the census back in Moses's day. I guess right. right? Yeah. Who cares? Well, David did a census too, but we'll we'll go back when we do the when we talk about this. We'll talk about the census of David because David, the story of David is coming up. We're gonna start recapping that. Yes, that'll but get more to that. I, they must have. I think I these are Moses any, numbers. They must be because they're too small. I don't remember any tribes being gone gone by the time of David, which would have been after the period of Judges quite a bit. So. I mean, if Dan survived Judges, then good on them. But I don't yeah, really that's tough. To see it. Uh, so, okay, so that's the end of chapter seven. We're getting there, folks. Hang in there. 
Uh, next up is chapter eight, of course. That's how numbers work. And this chapter is specifically about how we got to Saul. So we kind of do like a little aside. Obviously, Saul isn't super important because he's not of the line of David. He, in fact, is the direct competitor to David. But he was, we got to hand it to him, the first king of Israel. And I still am a complete Saul stan. I think he was better than David. Yeah, it's kind of funny because, yeah, so like the previous chapters, they were like, oh, yeah, this is the line of David, which includes Judah. And then we're going to take another chapter just to talk about, well, this is the line of Judah, which great. And we already talked about the line of Benjamin, but now we're talking about the line of Saul. Within the Um, line of Benjamin, yeah. (laughs) And I love the way my Bible, uh, although the Benjamites were mighty warriors, they were quickly displaced from their position of leadership because of Saul's spiritual failure. Wrong. It's not like, yeah. That's not not why. It was because of the rape. (laughs) Remember? No, was it? That was, uh, they were unrelated. That was Benjamites. That was Benjamites, but that wasn't related. Like, nobody nobody was like, Saul, by the way, you can't be king because of a bunch of rapes that happened. Almost. I mean, the Benjamites were almost completely wiped out, remember? In fact, the only way that they were saved was by allowing them to... The other tribes were like, yeah, come steal our daughters. Remember that shit? Okay, so, yeah, the Benjamites were not allowed to intermarry. Yeah. They had to kidnap women, which is a tradition they hold to this day. Um, (laughs) Anyone you know named Benjamin... Stole their spouse. Yeah, yeah. Sex traffickers, the like of them. The tribe of sex traffickers. Uh, uh, Yeah, Saul gets anointed, though, by Samuel. So, and then he rises the Benjamites up into power. Yes, but they had been previously completely shamed for being awful rapists. So basically, I wouldn't wouldn't fight you if you kidnapped my daughter, but I'm not going to let you take her to prom. No. I love that the storyline of the Benjamites is that, first off, Benjamin is beloved, right? As a son of Jacob, Benjamin is the sweet boy. And uh, especially after Joseph goes missing, he holds Benjamin so tight. He's tight. He's very coddled. So that happens. Benjamin kind of goes along undisturbed because Joseph is the main character for a while. And then Benjamin basically pops up around the Joshua Judges times as a bunch of rapists. They're almost completely (laughs) obliterated for their crimes. Okay. They're able to just start edging their way back in. And boom, they rise back to prominence when Saul is given the first kingship of Israel. So now it's like, yeah, Benjamites are awesome. Almost instantly, Saul falls out of favor with God for absolutely no fucking reason, and the Benjaminites are back for, at the bottom of the pile. For sparing King Agag. Yes. And for lighting a, uh, there was a battle where he was like, come on, where's the fucking priest? Where's Samuel? We got to get this battle going on. Yeah, he got his own we thing going. And he and he lit incense and did a sacrifice without Samuel. And Samuel's like, you know that's my one fucking thing. Yeah. You're going to die for this. Literally a million times better than David and his sins. Straight up. Right. The The idea that, like, especially when you now, like, initially, it was like, yes, Saul had a spiritual inequity that allowed David to rise to power. Because God was Ugh. like, Saul, you're a bad king. I'm going to put in the line of David. And then we see what that turns out to be. That he's like, no, no Saul's. David's in charge now. And then immediately splits up the kingdom and then lets them get kidnapped and murdered. And then let's talk about David's lineage. Besides a handful of guys, they're all pieces of shit. Right, it's All not like pieces of shit. Uh, Solomon, according to the Bible, wasn't even a good guy. He was just no. smart. He was smart, he and knew. then he—he's the one that introduced some of the worst sins to the people. They lay a lot of that on uh, what's his name, Jeho- Jeroboam. Uh, 
Jeroboam? Uh, Jehoshaphat. Jer- yeah, Jer- Jeroboam. Jeroboam's in the north, but Jehoshaphat's yeah. in the south. But they na- they blame Jeroboam for all this like idol worship bullshit and like having th- side bitches. No, that's right. Solomon's fault. Fuck yeah. you. Solomon was David. the one that fucked all those women and then let them put their poles wherever they felt. They basically pegged Israel. Uh, I hate it. I hate. I hate that that is the story that fucking Saul, my man, who made the Benjamites <laughs> great again, is shamed by these pieces of shit. Anyways. Yeah, it, 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 it is kind of funny. Like, like they're like, you know, Saul's iniquity allowed you to take over. I'm like, you know, we've read the Bible to get to here, right? Like, we know what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, whatever. So, okay. This is just giving us the lineage of Saul. It's not important. The entire chapter is complete nonsense because who cares? Uh, Saul's not even part of the fucking story anymore. His entire lineage was cut off. So... Uh, we don't have to worry about running into his fucking ancestors. If, if we recall, they were literally cut off. They were beheaded and then mounted on pikes. Yeah, he had like one crippled grandson. By the Philistines? That, uh, right? Something like that. But there it was Jonathan kind of- as well, right? Jonathan had the crippled son. There was the whole thing. Right. Uh, they suck. It, it is kind of funny that, I don't know, it, it, obviously, if, if we take it as a historical text... It kind of makes sense that the people that Saul was fighting and thought was a big deal yeah. might be different. You know, like we were fighting the natives, then we were fighting the French, and then we were fighting the Germans, and now we're fighting the Russians. You know, it, it makes sense that you would have these different people. Like Saul was so fucking like, oh, these goddamn Philistines. And then now, you know, who's even heard of those fucking guys? Right. You know, they're meaningless. Off the map. Um, That's it for chapter eight. Right? We cover basically just Saul's lineage. Doesn't matter. Uh, Chapter 9 is kind of cool just because, again, it actually dips back into Saul's lineage. But for a little bit, it talks about the people in Jerusalem. Now, what point in time is this that it's supposed to be talking about? Can you tell? Uh, I mean, so Israel was recorded by genealogies, and indeed they were inscribed in the book of the kings of Israel. But Judah was carried away captive to Babylon because of their unfaithfulness. Um, I think this is about the fifth century. Okay, no, so this century, is this century. is post exile because it says now the first to resettle on the property were uh, some Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants. So those were the first people to make it back. Um, and it's explaining who was uh, who was basically in Jerusalem: people from Judah, the Benjamites, Ephraimites, and Manassans. Manassites, I don't know. Uh, and it just kind of has a name of like a few prominent figures from Uzi these different groups. The, uh, They're all random names that no one's going to recognize. I, I don't see a single. I mean, these the are all post post exile, so these are no characters that we would have met before, right? I, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense. So basically, like, oh, yeah, he's these are the people who live in Jerusalem. A couple of people from various mixed tribes kind of living together. There's a couple of Benjamites. There's a couple of Judeans. They they still have some tribal identity. And they're living together, and it says that there were 956 of these dudes. It's a lot. It's a lot of dudes. All these men were heads. Well, I mean, you know, when you're saying that there was 3 million under Moses, and then you get your ass spanked so bad that, well, I mean, it is just one city. Yeah. But they're saying that in, in, in in Jerusalem, there is just 960 Jewish families. Yeah, but I mean, families were huge, right? But then it's yeah. it's confusing because it's the nine sixty is I thought just Benjamites. 
Because it says, of the Benjamites, there's 960 people in Jerusalem. Of the Zerahites, there's 690. And some of them don't have numbers. Only some of them have numbers. Oh, you're right. You're right. Some of them yeah. have numbers. I, I don't know. I, I misread it. So we yeah, don't really know. The sons of Rule and their brethren were 956. Yeah, okay, yeah. so we don't know. But okay, but it's much more than the number I just said. It's much more than 956. Yeah, because it says so there's just- there are, uh, priests. There were 1,700 priests alone. So it, it doesn't give a complete picture because it only tells us how many certain groups there were, um, but it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like a very bustling city. But again, this is right after they got out of exile, so this is like the initial return of the Jews to Jerusalem. Yeah, of course, a, a few thousand is actually a lot if you think about it that way, um, you know, or ten thousand or the, however many. The Nethanin. Uh, which is Hebrew for those given, refers to the temple servants appointed by David and the princes. Sorry, the Nethanim. I'm going to just redo that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The Nethanim, uh, which is Hebrew for those given, refers to the temple servants appointed by David and the princes to assist the Levites. They are listed among the first exiles to return to Jerusalem from Babylon. Their foreign names suggest that they may be descendants of various captives who were taken in wars, dating back to the time of Moses and Joshua, who became proselytes to the religion of the Israelites. Huh. The term Nethanim appears only here and in Ezra and Nehemiah. Okay. So, again, if this was written during Ezra's time, it's a term that he might be retroactively fitting. But Okay, that's interesting. I can, yeah. I mean, barely, but it is technically interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got some things like uh, gatekeepers. Some Levites that are there, gatekeepers. It's kind of just talking about general people who are now back like, in Israel, but it keeps relating them to David. I don't understand it. Well, it's 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 like addressing all the pro- somewhat prominent figures, right, that would have been important. I mean, I'm assuming there's thousands of people that, that aren't listed in these numbers that were just kind of run-of-the-mill Jews. But these are like sort of the big, big wigs, I guess. That made it back. That that, and I'm imagining a bunch of Jews are not going to be able to trace their lineage that well post-exile. You know, Aww. so these are the ones that are like royal line or have some connection to like a big family or priesthood or blah 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 blah. Imagine blah, being ripped from your country, forced into slavery, and not being able to trace your lineage of your families and stuff like that. Sounds awful. No one should ever do that to anyone else. No um, one should do that. No one should do that. Too bad you and I weren't the kings of all time for the whole world. I would. I would. I would have said no. I would have said no. I would have um, said, okay, but those people. I would have said small. I would have said yes to a few. A few. Bat people I, I don't being, like. If I'm being honest with myself, yeah, then, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, very cool. So um, what else we got? It talks about temple service. It talks about the musicians again for some reason. And then for whatever fucking reason, chapter nine ends with the genealogy of Saul, which I feel like we just did, but cool. Is there anything yeah, special about this? I don't, I don't get it because we talked about Azel and his. Oh, six this is sons. post. This is post Saul, maybe. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, because I know we talked about Azel and uh, a couple of the sons of Saul and the come down. I think it's talking about his king because because Saul lived in Gibeon famously. They call him Saul the Gibeonite. Saul the Gibeonite, yeah. So they were still doing they biz. You know, Judah became the king, but it's not like Saul's line just ended. He still had families in Gibeon, so I guess we're talking about them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. I'm fucking tired of reading this. This is stupid. That's the end of chapter nine. Is there anything else that your concordance says that's interesting? 
No, this is actually just straight up recap from eight. He, Azel had six sons whose name were Azakram, Bukhara, Ishmael. Oh, so it's pre salt. Uh, yeah, so this isn't this isn't new salt. I, I was gonna say, I, yeah, we then why lost is it the there? Because it at least everything at else in the chapter is referring to post exile. I don't know why this is there. Yeah, and now it's completely recapping yeah. Saul's line. Yeah, it, it, I mean the, the names are so confusing. It's hard to be like, have I read this before? Because yeah. even half the time the names are the same. Like they just repeat them over. Yeah, over yeah, again, so yeah. It's hard to famously. But, yeah, so Saul Whatever. had some kids again. We talked about this. Who gives a shit? That's the end of chapter nine. Thank Christ. We're, we're going to call it there. We're going to pick up next week in chapter 10. And it's going to be a, there's still going to be more of this shit, but it's going to be a little bit more like, uh, instead of being lineage based, a little bit more like event based, right? It's going to cover some of the events of like Saul's and David's life is what we'll probably do next week. Um, I don't know. Hopefully we can knock out another huge chunk like this and kind of speed through Chronicles. Cause this is just not fun. How many chapters are there in the Chronicles? I mean, we're, we almost got halfway through. I want to say there's like 20. Something. I mean, I think we blew through it today. Oh, Cause a lot of it was genealogy, which is meaningless to me. Yeah. But there's a lot more genealogy shit. where that came from. So, but I mean, there's only, like we're about a third out. of the way through Chronicles in one, one episode. So hopefully we can keep it short. We'll see. We'll see what, what comes. Kind of, it is kind of interesting, just thinking back now, it is kind of interesting to, like, reflect on it. I'm not quite sure if this is the kind of reflection you would get if you were in the church. Like, if they would talk about it the way we're talking about it. Probably not. No. But it is kind of weird to be like, because, like, they're like, uh, and then Saul, of course, had his spiritual iniquity and had to be replaced by David, the perfect king. And you're just like, that's bullshit. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um <sighs> And again, this is it's. It felt like today we just did a recap of our entire show so far. <laughs> I think that's why I'm, I feel exhausted from that. <laughs> Talk to your friends. This is the only app they got to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> so, you just listen to this one. You'll know the whole fucking Bible, basically. I mean, this is li- yeah. written literally post Bible, right? So right. Alleg- every- yeah. So we're we're saying that Chronicles was written after everything else. After everything else why occurred. Put it, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they would put it in here because no one's going to read. You know, I'm not going to read. And everything after this is like literally modern Jewish history that we can just look at by like looking at Roman shit, you know, Roman right. uh, books and what have you. So I don't know. Right. It's kind of funny. Cause I- I'm assuming after Chronicles, we're going to get into stories that happen during the time of Kings, during the time of Kings, during the time of exile. Cause Daniel is in the exile. Right. A lot of this stuff is during the time of Kings, right? Like Jonah that we hinted at earlier. Right. And, and Isaiah, whole... the book of Isaiah is during the time of Kings. And then I don't know when Job happened. Um, so that's a story. That'll that be happens. fun. We'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems kind of weird that they're going to put a book written retroactively where it's kind of bullshitting some of the shit. Um, Right between those two, like here's a giant pack of things that happened during Kings. Here's Kings, and then there's a giant pack of things that happened during Kings and during the Exile, and then we're gonna slip in a book between those, written after the Exile, where it. some guys like trying to leapfrog back, be like, "Yeah, this is what happened 700 years ago." You guys remember? Like, you don't? Why the fuck are you trying? Yeah, I just, ugh, it's a mess. It's a sloppy mess. But you know what? We're gonna keep reading it for you guys. <laughs> I like a, I like the weak way people try to apologize for this. Like like, well, you know, it's similar. I mean, how could they have written it? I'm like, well, it's almost like they had record of it and they're just fanficking it their way through it. Yeah, that that is how it would happen if you were just if if you asked me to read Harry Potter 
and then write a book summarizing Harry Potter and then be like, see, Harry Potter must have happened. Look, he wrote an entire book that summarized it. So, and they match. So there you go. They match yeah, kind so they, of. The they numbers sort are all over the place. But they don't just <laughs> match outright. Let's be yeah, clear about that. And some of them have different lineages and some of them have different events that happen, but they kind of match. Hey, yeah, it rhymes, kind of, right? <laughs> Ugh. Oh, what just a fucking awful. day. Let's kick off fucking Chronicles. Uh, what's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is at BiblePimps for some reason, and you can email us if you'd like, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Why is it Bible Pimps? We never talked about it. I always hated that idea. So for people who don't know, I guess legally I have to say that I'm the one that got us banned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got us banned like, from the make... last Twitter. Yeah, that was me that did that because I'm yeah, so yeah. much on Twitter and social media. You know me, guys. Yeah, I'm you the fucking guy Zoomer. I'm the one that burned down that orphanage, not Grant. Yeah. Um, All right, Mr. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, why did you pick Bile Pimps? Just because you thought it was stupid? And that's how you think Yeah, it's just like an irony. Black. Like, yeah. kind of in like a, and I, you know, it's like, obviously, there's nothing pimp about us. Uh, right. We are not pimps. At all. So it's kind of funny. If like we were almost actually pimps, then it would be kind of weird. You know, like, weird. like if we, uh, you know, dealt in sex trafficking and then I called us Bible <laughs> Pimps, it'd be like, well, that's a little on the nose. So. I thought it was funny it because we're not funny pimps. We're just hiding in plain sight. We're like we're Bible pimps. We like the Bible, but and it's really great because actually pimps. We're neither figurative nor uh, literal pimps either. Like we're not even cool, right? So are pimps cool? I think so. Well, yeah. What's up, pimping? Yeah. Oh, that was a pimp ass move you just did. You know. I think. I feel like pimps in culture are cool in the way like incels think of them as cool. Well, no, I'm know? talking about. See, you're off base here. Okay. P- no. Pimps aren't cool. Well, f- right. hey, okay. First off, pimps act cool, right? They got swag. They? they got a cane. They got cool clothes. But right. pimp, as just a word, completely right. divorced from the actual occupation of pimping women, okay, just means cool. Like, yeah. Or or used colloquially, like well, what's up? What pimp? I mean, I think it means cool if you divorce it from its origin. Yeah, yeah sure. It might be cool, but my but point, my is, point is that we're not that cool. either. They're like, like, it's like when you're like, hey, that guy's cool. He fucks a lot of women. And then the next logical conclusion, what's cooler than that? The guy that controls Sold the women, women and him. makes them fuck other guys. Yeah. That's that's even cooler, obviously. All the association with women without actually having to get your penis dirty. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, listen, not all, I'm, I, I could fuck any girl I wanted to. That's easy. Getting yeah. them to fuck other people in exchange Nasty for money guys. they give me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. that rules. Obviously, I'm going to wear a giant purple fur coat. Yeah, like, I, I convinced this uh, teenage runaway to fuck this uh, married 45-year-old white guy from Duluth who was on vac- who's uh, in town for a convention. That right. takes power. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. You're like, I can't even keep my wife happy, let alone this guy has four, a stable <laughs> of bitches, 40 just, women that he can just control. And they must be happy because they do whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>